0: episode
1: 371 of A Doctor A, Day, a Doctor Who Podcast. My name is David Mayherth, i today we're going to talk about episode 4 of The Stones of Blood.
0: <laughs> yes, we, uh, we visit the cliffhanger, but in a slightly different way, um, a slightly different configuration. We're kind of like, Vivian is closer to the doctor and Romana, and calling to the Ogri, and the Megara show up and asks if you harmed our prisoner and interrupt uh, her calling the ogre to kill them. And uh, so the doctor walks by Vivian and goes off with the Megara and they say that they have um, continued with his, his trial and everything and sentenced him to death. So she's, oh, she's very, Vivian's very pleased with this. so oh, can I watch? The doctor says, "Why could there be a trial? I wasn't there. Just immaterial. You don't have to be there." So the doctor says he wanted to defend himself. Oh no, that's not that's not allowed. Not possible. So he asked for an appeal. And they immediately rejected his. There is no grounds for an appeal. It's like, how do you know? I haven't given presented my case yet. So the, the Agara communicate beeps and blips between themselves and determine and discuss it. A word about Vivian is that she's in, not in her earth clothing any longer. Essentially, she's in kind of a long, dark silver evening gown and a headdress to match, and her skin is all silvery-sparkly. And she is wearing her pendant. So, um, Romana steps in the room and says that, you know, well, Vivian's the reason we were here in the first place, and uh, the Megara will have nothing of it. They don't care. They tell her to just stay out of the way. Um, they agree to a stay of execution for two hours for the doctor. Back on the, the, um, in the circle, Canine and the professor are there. It's morning, and um, she says, "What do we do now?" That Vivian's destroyed the machine, and K-9 says, "Well, we can we we'll rebuild it, and I will repair. I will help you." She somewhat complains that she's an archaeologist, not an engineer, but he assures her he can walk her through it. So the doctor is, is allowed to conduct his own appeal. So. He um, he pulls out uh, from his barrister's wig from his pocket and pops that on and then calls Romana as his first witness. And she doesn't want to be a witness, but she, she does. And the Megara attach a little annoying sounding light beam to her forehead from them and calls it the truth assessor. And she's given an oath to say and says, um, says to tell the truth as as she, a mere humanoid, is capable of knowing the truth. And she stops because she objects to the wording. And they say, "Well, contempt is punishable by death." So the doctor steps in and says, "I'm sure she wants to strike that remark, don't you?" she agrees, continues with the oath, and then the doctor questions her about when they opened the seal to the Megara's compartment and could they see inside? Why did they break the seal? Um, Questions we already know the answers to. Back on, uh, in the cottage, K-9 is working with Professor the doctor calls Vivian as the second witness, and she refuses. She says, I'm not a witness. I have n- nothing to know about it. Um, she starts to call her ogre, and the Megara blasts the ogre in the doorway, and some uh, silicone dust falls on the floor where they've blasted it. And, um, it retreats out of the way. So she says, uh, that she will, she will take the oath ask, asked ask her if she broke the seal. She'll she'll answer truthfully. While the, uh, the uh, Megara talk with Vivian about being witnessed, the doctor talks to Ramana and says that he thinks that... She asks what he's up to. And she says, I'm trying to find out who she really is. Because he, the doctor believes that Vivian is the one that the Megara are asking is trying to find out who she really is, so he says there's got to be something incriminating. Um, maybe back at her cottage, so Romana's going to try to go back and see. So she goes back to the the hallway where the X marks the spot is, and waits for the ray to to come on. Paces back and forth, trying to get back, and the ogre that was uh, sent off by the Magara. Uh, Comes up behind her. And as. uh, The professor. Switches on the machine. Both of them come through into the circle. So Romana runs forward. And tells them to pick up the machine. And just run. The doctor. uh, Is going to question. Wants to question. Vivian. And asked why the Megara don't want don't attach her to the truth assessor and so the doctor argues this and he said well she was not present So we have no reason to attra- attach her to the assessor um, Vivian says oh you can attach me to the assessor I'll answer truthfully about the seals which surprises the doctor Back at the cottage, Romana asked if uh, there was anywhere that uh, Professor couldn't go, any rooms that uh, she kept locked, uh, anything like that that Professor could remember to help them. So the megara do the questioning of Vivian and ask her about the seals and um, did she break them, was she present, but they don't ask her anything else. So they... Doctor says do to attorney, that some, some attorney you turned out to be, and says, "Well, I have your best interest at heart. Um, your, um, sorry, your uh, execution is, is probably going is going to continue." And he says, "I'll plead for leniency for you." Um, so they decide that yes, they they'll. they'll give him some leniency and you'll have a quick death but they're still sentencing him to death the doctor says wait a minute I haven't finished my case yet and he wants to call one of his counsel as a witness back at the cottage they're searching and searching and canine hasn't found anything either Romana discovers that in some recipe books that ones with lemon juice have been marked out according much uh, that she didn't want to use those and so she asked the professor and she said, oh yeah, she didn't like lemon juice and um, grapefruit, some avo- avocado, some meats and so Romana gets to thinking and she asked the professor, well, have you ever thought why the ogre don't attack her? and so the professor says, well they probably don't fancy her blood she says, exactly, she probably has a different metabolism from Earth bound humans so she asked K9 to do some searching to find out where she could have come from the Magara um, are arguing more and more but they finally agree that um, the doctor's counsel can be a witness so the doctor asked why they were there, what they were doing and says they were on their way to a G-class planet near City called Diplos. Next um, cottage canine says as much that it was this system, although there are some others uh, capable of supporting life, but Romana points out that the Ogri's home planet is in the same star system. So this is speaking of the Ogri, wonder where they are. There's a rumbling and, and one comes up to a, a glass door and bumps into it, and breaks the glass, so they, they run off. The Megara continues that on how they were after the criminal who had stolen the Great Seal of Diplos, and her name was Cesare of Diplos, but they had no description. The um, the doctor asked what the Great Seal can do and transform matter transmutate objects create a hyperspace field and then the doctor says well if there's no description of her how are you going to find get arrest her I says well the officers would have done that and it's like well the police are dead and he says well yes that's a problem but then the Megara say that they no longer want to delay his execution it has been delayed long enough and so the doctor says but she is the Cesare of Diplos, it's a supposition you can't prove that and we are terminating these proceedings immediately Vivian sits and laughs mm-hmm. evilly Romana and Professor and Canine return to the circle the ogre arrives as well um, K-9 starts his blaster to ward it off as the professor checks the, um, gets the machine set up. So the doctor makes his goodbye, says goodbye, takes off his wig and says goodbye to his council. and we hear him say goodbye to Vivian and then he's reached out and shook. Taking her hand to shake hands as the Megara blasts their, their ray to execute the Doctor. Well, because they were linked, um, the beam hits them and there's a blast. Romana is going through hyperspace um, and uh, the Doctor awakens and talks to the Megara and says, they ask, why did you involve Miss Faye in your execution? It's like, I was just saying goodbye. It's like, is she all right? Is she still unconscious? It's like, well, maybe you should attach her to the truth assessor. It's like, why? They, think, will find out if her, read her memory cells and make sure she has no brain damage. So they attach her to the truth assessor and say, she is not Vivian Faye, she is Césaire of Diplos. Romano walks in returns and says stop I have new evidence and that's just too late I've just been executed and um, the Megara address the ogre that has also come behind her and uh, stop it and says that it will be um, confined and returned to his home planet as Vivian awakes and the, the Megara say to Vivian, Cesare that um, she is guilty of the theft of the great seal, and her sentence is death and or permanent stasis or something um, to be carried out immediately. And she is angered and mortified, and looks daggers at the Megara and the doctor. And they they all head back to the circle. Um, the doctor and and uh, Romana separately from Vivian and the ogre, no Vivian and the Magara excuse me so she had to carry out her sentence immediately and so they asked her to step aside and the doctor says excuse me and walks up to her and she says you'll never get what you're looking for if you let them do this to me he says me, I think this belongs to me, and grabs the necklace from around her neck. She's incensed, but she steps back and puts her arms up and freezes in position as the ray hits her, and she's turned into one of the standing stones of the circle. Doctor tries to say goodbye to the Magari, says, no, there's still this matter of your execution. He says, oh, I wouldn't worry about that, and he flips the little device in his hand, and he is Reset their controls to send them back to Diplos so they head back to the TARDIS the professor tells Ramana how Vivian's not finished causing trouble yet because now the, the nine travelers have to be surveyed all over again and she'll be it, she'll be able to do the work and the doctor says oh you could write a monograph on it she goes on how she could make one of the surveyists look a fool so Romana says oh you write everything that happened and she says oh no I have my academic reputation to consider so she says I don't remember seeing a police box Romana says goodbye kisses her in the cheek follows the doctor into the TARDIS and canine TARDIS dematerializes and professor closes her eyes tight and then like opens one eye to look and she's, yes, I have my academic reputation to consider. Smiles. So back in the TARDIS, they go to the fridge that has the other pieces, the other segment pieces in it, get those, and the necklace, and the tracer, and start to put them, turn it, transform it back. And then, uh, as the doctor is doing that Ramana asked is Earth always like that and he goes oh no sometimes it's much more exciting and he turns the segment back and then picks up the other pieces and tries to fit them together again and Ramana is giving him a look so he kind of looks aside to her and we end
1: I like the whole trial. Yeah. Scenes in the, the set of trial scenes in this. What? But the whole bit with Romana going back to Vivian's house.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is a waste of time.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how that was gonna help them. Well well
1: what I they guess. were trying to do would have helped, but what they ended up doing they didn't even use.
0: Yeah, well, I guess K-9 used it to track down what planet she could be from.
1: But the doctor figured that out. But
0: yes, he figured that out. Without her help. But I guess he didn't know he was going to be able to find that out.
1: No, I get that.
0: And she was. But did we need to, to
1: waste time watching her go through these motions? Couldn't we just have watched her go back have her come forward and the doctor say oh never mind figured it out executed.
0: yeah yeah
1: everything's fine
0: yeah I know it it really doesn't lead to anything that we don't don't find out otherwise right you know usually if they do something like that they find something you know it's something worthwhile whereas this one they they pretty much come to the same conclusion I I mean find the same information at about the same time so okay (laughs) we already know where the ogre come from because the doctor already said they're from a planet near tail city so we've heard that before Um,
1: if they had sort of interspersed the two with the doctor finding or figuring something out and then they cut to Romana figuring it out at the same moment, or something mm-hmm. like that. That could have been interesting. Then it would have might maybe made some of that worthwhile.
0: So if they had cut, because they kind of do find out do that, but and not quite as maybe rapid fire. Yeah, you know, like if they'd cut it like right after.
1: Exactly, so, that's what I meant.
0: You know, there is like. Um, we were traveling to Diplos, a class three planet in Telsetti. K nine saying. Class three planet, in Tel near Telsetti called Diplos, right. and then back to them. Cesare Diplos did this, you know.
1: Something like that. That might have been interesting.
0: Yeah, if they would have followed the cutscenes a little bit better, mm-hmm. I think maybe it would have flowed a little bit, like I said, more rapid fire. Separate but together. Right. Otherwise, we really didn't. We didn't need it at all. Yeah. It's not a particularly interesting set either. The cottage. The cottage, yeah. It's nothing really. I mean.
1: It's basically one room.
0: Yeah. There's nothing really special about it. But that might speak to it being a good set, in a way that you just accept it as. A cottage, and y- you don't, you know, there's nothing to point out that, oh, this looks stupid. The, this wall isn't here, and, you know, uh, there's nothing really like that. It's just, it's nondescript enough that you can appreciate how nondescript it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> that it doesn't stand out that there's anything weird or stupid about it, you know. Uh, so it just really blends into the scenery that it is. Uh, whereas some of the other more interesting rooms or sets that they have for different scenes in this story or other stories you know part of going back there is to show off this special or different room or uh, set that they have and there isn't really that draw
1: Mm -mm. in those Uh,
0: but I really do enjoy the, the the doctor as barrister you know
1: that, yeah, that amused and me quite a bit too. Really that he pulls one out of his pocket. Yes. His basically TARDIS like pockets. Uh huh. His dimensionally transcendental coat.
0: Uh huh. I wonder if this influenced the Scotty Vest people.
1: I think you've asked that before.
0: I've called it his Scotty Vest coat before. Um. Uh, yeah, I really do like the, the barrister a um, bit. The doctor coming up with this legal precedent or that, or this question that makes the, Hagar- the Megara wonder and question and say, well, you know, well, this hasn't been done before. It's very unorthodox and really not recommended. And, and say, well, it could be grounds for contempt. And punishment for that is death. It's like well why not I'm already under a sentence of execution <laughs> you know <laughs> but the way that the doctor manipulates the Magara is really quite interesting and he's trying to use the truth assessor to his advantage and mm-hmm. I, I think that whole part the back and forth between them is, uh, works really well
1: I do get a little frustrated watching the Magarns just because they seem kind of unreasonable. And I know they're supposed to be whatever, but...
0: Yeah. But maybe they take that unreasonable quality just to, it's a little bit too far. Exactly. Yeah. I hadn't mentioned, but at one point... The, Doctor tells Romana about the. She she notices I think how unreasonable they're being and and such and he says but well, they're justice machines, it's like they don't know any better you know they this is what they do, um, and that one galaxy somewhere um, hired a justice machine to to sort out some problem in their government and. So what happens is well that they found the the entire something the uh, the entire organization in contempt of com- of court and destroyed the whole galaxy. So talking about how justice machines cannot be infallible, or are not infallible, mm-hmm. um, and go to extremes. And then at one point later, she says, "I think when she when they're hooking up to her to the assessor, you know." afterwards she says I see what you mean about the galaxy <laughs> being destroyed so but for the most part very good um and uh I think a, a, a quite interesting way to uh, a satisfying conclusion satisfying wrap up of the story mm-hmm. um And you knew that the the segment had to be connected to Vivian or the stones in some way, because the the segment was there, but then it wasn't there. The stones moved, but so did Vivian. Um, when when she's wearing her like what was I calling it her little pink pink business suit or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can see just a little bit in the opening of her. Um, her white blouse she's wearing that she has a pendant on. But you don't get, you know, a a view of it to say this is going to be the segment, you know, kind of a shot to let you know that to clue you in. Right. This is what you're going to have to look for. It's just that we know enough that it's Connected to Vivian or connected to the stones of the ovary that she's brought with her so.
1: How did the doctor know that's what it was though we don't see him test it beforehand. no,
0: but I think that yeah, that is th- a point though. when we see her in her more I don't know if it's more native garb or more like I said, her evening gown than the the painted. silver body paint Yes, and the silver body paint wonder if it killed her like it killed the girl mm. on Goldfinger. Um,
1: no, I think turning into a stone statue is what did that. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Um, but it's more obvious, I think, that it's probably that. Or... I don't know, I'm trying to think of how he would.
1: sense why he all of a sudden knew that's what it was.
0: Well, he knew the wand was powered by the special crystals that he'd found but in the cottage that she had. But he would have known he knew what those were for so he knew that was dead. Maybe he realized that once she had once he had realized that she had this ship in hyperspace and had set up this hyperspatial field that um, it had to be something else that she had with her, beside her besides her staff and it couldn't have been the ogre at that point because how could they create a hyperspace field
1: well the hyperspace field was created by the by the ship no by the um, seal it was mentioned in the episode that that was one of its abilities.
0: Right. But the point was, I don't. The ogre could not have been using the seal. Oh. To make the hyperspace. Um, ship. Hyperspatial field. Okay. So if the if the segment had to be the ogre or something on, with or on Vivian. Thing she had was her pendant. Maybe she had to have it with her to be to use the hyperspace field. I know that is what problem with the segments is like. We find out these things about the segments and what they can do, a little bit at a time.
1: Well, I just think that each segment has certain powers in common with all the rest, but then other abilities that...
0: It could have their own. Yeah. Because the Doctor and Ramona didn't mention anything about the hyperspace field. But they did mention the ability to transform, transmutate objects, or at least their appearance and such, when they were determining that this this was used to... uh, create the projection of the doctor who pushed who Ramana feels pushed her off the edge Mm -hmm. of the cliff. So maybe it's special function is the hyperspace. I'm not sure how they could have explained that better that it was going to be her pendant. Or explained better how the doctor knew.
1: Yeah. They really kind of, well, I think they need, needed to, but
0: that's me. Yeah, a bit of explanation might have been nice, but it might have been hard to do without hitting us over the head with the information. So making it too obvious. Then of what it was going to be. Yeah. So I don't see a way that they could have fit that in in a good way. Might have been, but I'm not able to come up with the way that they could have done it in a good way, complete way to not spoil other things. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. Talking about Vivian being sparkly, and um, her different dress, they—I saw in the information track that that Tom Baker had requested that his scarf be lengthened. Mm. And so the wardrobe had stitched two of them together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when you can see.
1: You can see the, where the Vivian joint is.
0: Bad stitching. Yeah. Together. And I failed sewing in seventh grade, but I could probably do better, you know, at at just a straight stitch than they did. Oh, they maybe even tried to knit it together, and I could not do that, though. But you could see it in the scene. That, or it looked like it had a really bad snag at
1: that point. Yeah.
0: Ending, I guess. Since we're not really having cliffhangers as we end a segment.
1: It's
0: just kind of a what funny thing are they going to do when they convert it back to its original form, you know? I think it was kind of nice that they revisited the fact that the doctor was having trouble putting the pieces together in the beginning of the of the story. And Romano didn't. She was able to put the two together right away. Mm-hmm. And so now he's trying to prove he can do it again. And so he kind of looks aside like, don't say a word. <laughs> kind of a warning look to her. Mm-hmm. So. How about you? Or is that too much? What's that? There. their their endings
1: um I don't know they need uh, I guess they needed to do something and it's fine showing that the doctor can't put this three dimensional puzzle together Mm -hmm. in in a way it levels the playing field I guess between Romana and the doctor a little bit
0: yeah it's just his Strengths lie elsewhere.
1: Yes, <laughs> and as usual, it shows that he's the Joker.
0: Yes, and that he he realizes that his strengths are lie elsewhere, but he's trying to, he wants to rise above it. He doesn't really want to admit that he doesn't know how to do it. But I think he knows he doesn't know how to do it, and so does she. You know, so. Yeah. Little subtle character work, because we don't even see her. You know, he look glances aside to her, where we know she is off camera, mm. but we don't even see her. Yeah, giving well, the look that we, we can don't just to. imagine yeah. her would be on her face. <laughs> so that's all I have, I think.
1: Me too. So our next story.
0: Androids of Tara. Yeah. I really like Stones of Blood too. I, I, I mean, I really like most of them, but they're um, very good parts in um, this one too, and Androids of Tara. So I look forward to seeing again.
1: Yeah, I was trying to remember. I don't remember this episode as well as Uh, I remember the last two.
0: Count Grandel. Yeah.
1: Count Grandel. So, that's what we will talk about tomorrow. Join us then, and we will talk about episode one of The Androids of Tara. I hope you join us then, and thank you for listening.